Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, we are starting off the show today with quite a surprise. Yeah, um, Emmy just walked into the studio with a box. She doesn't know what it is. Ginger Justin seems to know what it is. And we I'm a lesbian, no so idea. I love a good box. I, and I love a good Jesus. box opening. <laughs> so this is Drop the Subject, by the way. Kicking off your Friday. And, uh, of course, John Duran, wonderful to have on Fridays. We have a lovely show planned for you. But this is an unplanned portion of the show. Emmy yeah. walked in and received a package for us. Yes, we're going to be covering the impeachment um, um, hearing that's been going on this morning and, and continues to go on, uh, kind of updating you on that and some other things related to uh, the news. But Emmy is struggling to get this box this open. They've taped really it very well. Taped. Um, and uh, she's, she's yeah. using a key to, to fight her way into it. <laughs> and, and this to, was a dr- to maintain her manicure. That's true. That is tough to open boxes with nails. And, and, and this. Not What's that? Yeah, Emmy's not normally here on Fridays. Turn I'm your not. mic on. It is. No, it's not. I can't hear you. Oh, oh, you think oh, this you mic slick. isn't working. <laughs> oh, nuts. Oh, what is this? Oh, oh wow. it's more candy it's corn. It's candy corn. It has so many varieties oh, of wow. candy corn. Stop it. Where's this from? Wow. This Someone... is from Oh Nuts Gourmet Halloween Treats. Okay, oh, so card. some. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, this, is this is like. Oh, this is like chocolate. At... This is so cute. Little plushy. We got a plush isn't that candy cute? corn oh, with a face on it. Okay, we're going to get it on I... Insta Story uh, in the commercial break. This and we'll is let you guys incredible this. listener mail. And look at these packages, Jarrett. This M&M's is... white candy corn. Oh, they're candy corn flavored M&M's. Oh, my Lord. Shut the front door. This day has just gotten Wait, amazing. What were you about that one? Well, this packaging. I'm just amazed by this packaging because usually you see with candy corn packaging, it's just kind of run-of-the-mill plastic. And this look, is like hipster friendly. Yeah, it's high this. grade like boutique wow. candy corn. This is, um, this is apple pie and pumpkin pie favorites candy apple corn. Apple peaches pumpkin pie? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> we have a nice little card here. It says drop the subject, aka Ali Jarrett, Ginger Justin plus Emmy. No way! And it says oh, struggling. This uh, bunch of little candy corns say why did the ghost pick his nose to get out his boogers what did the zombie (laughs) say to the vampire you suck what's a mummy's favorite type of music rap oh that's That's so cute you know getting Um, Halloween themed cards after Halloween is a great move because they're on sale so here's the thing Um, we actually got a DM from uh, the weeping camel seven on Instagram (laughs) she says after getting returned once so she sent this before and it got returned back to her um, but it finally came she says I hope it's still in decent shape and when it got there I hope it's still in decent shape when it got there, and sorry it took so long. So she sent this to us before Halloween, but it got bounced back to her, and she had to send it again. Okay, and this... Like Felicity Huffman's care package. Well, okay, so we are the same as Felicity Huffman, is what you're saying. So this person works at this place, or they just decided to purchase a bunch of hand candy corn? Yeah. Because this is like M&M's, this is Brock. There's a little Um, bit of a letter I can read. A letter? Unicorn horns. Dear Drop the Subject, I've been a loyal listener since SF days, and I listen to the podcast almost daily, usually about a day or so behind. A couple weeks back when I was driving home from work, the topic of conversation was candy corn and the plans for Corn Con 2020. It says, I thought I had the most brilliant idea to, and decided that I wanted to send you guys a candy corn gift basket. DM the show and Jarrett gave me the shipping address in less than 10 minutes, mind you. Good way to be wit- no, very efficient. Jarrett is, you. yeah, he's a go-getter. Jared. He'll respond right away. Very <laughs> good with social media. I'm a go-getter, yeah. And I got he's really excited go-getter. thinking my idea was going to be so unique and out of the box. I started ordering all the goodies inside within a week. After I placed my order online, I was listening to the podcast and was hearing the interview with Jelly Belly. I was crushed to hear that two oh, days later, no. you got a candy corn <laughs> gift basket. Oh, no. I was crushed Random. that you received there, a gift basket. All of the candy basket. corn that came from Jelly Belly was Jelly Belly candy. Candy corn. We didn't have like this array of different like kinds of candy corn. No, this was all stuff that thank what is her name? Miranda. Miranda, Miranda thank you amazing. so much. This is so thoughtful. And I really want to try this apple pie pumpkin pie. Yeah, we don't have any th- like we yes, we did get a bunch of jelly belly product, but we we didn't get anything like this. Like I have never tasted or seen white candy corn flavored M&Ms and I cannot wait to taste them. I'm just going to open these right now because Ooh, this, this is apple pie. Very is so thoughtful. Good. Unicorn horns. These are candy Candy corns that are, I guess they taste like unicorns. 
Yeah, well, we all know what unicorns taste like, so. <laughs> this apple pie is so good. And a, and a plush toy. I mean, hey, Emmy, I want you to try these M&Ms right now, because I'm I curious. Know. I know you hate candy corn, but I want to know what you think about candy corn flavored M&Ms. And she mentioned she's not a candy corn fan, but she's a big ally. Oh. <laughs> or she's that. a big alley, which means she's just a bigger version of me. So, so here, um, Emmy, mm. taste. This is the the apple pie, and that's the pumpkin pie. Which the pumpkin pie really tastes like pumpkin. Here, Ginger pie. Justin, get in on this. It's Halloween all over again, or it's a Christmas miracle. Okay, so uh, Emmy's mm. gonna taste the apple pie. What do you what think? What do you think? Yeah. It's actually not bad. Right? It's like, you know, the texture I <laughs> forget past that, but flavor wise, it's it's not bad. I it's, I like it better than normal. Regular candy, candy yeah. corn. Okay. Okay, so this is pumpkin pie what I'm eating right now, Jared? Ooh, the, the brown one is the pumpkin cinnamon. pie. The the yellow one is the brown one is apple pie. The orange one is pumpkin. Mm. See, this is genius. Right? Because they're catering to the basic oh, yeah. bitches of the world who love pumpkin spice everything. There you go. True. And they have to do. <laughs> true. There you go. They have to do I'm pumpkin spice. I'm sure that's what spice. they said in the in the planning meeting. Like we gotta cater to the basic bitches of the world. You know, the basic <laughs> bitches are not loving candy corn according to this chart. What according can we to this do? Data, right. We ran a study. Okay. Here's candy corn. Here's basic bitches. You're here. You're where here. Where are they intersect? Yes. Where are Where are we gonna connect these things? Miranda, this is so sweet of you. Thank Miranda, you so much. You are the best, and we very much appreciate the effort that was put in to, to, to send and by the way I will say that this package looks way less serial killer-y than the one that we sent to, so to Felicity We should have used this box and sent this to Felicity <laughs> um, also Miranda says in her email and her in her letter Justin congratulations on your engagement I look forward to seeing all your personal wedding photos posted on the DTS IG page <laughs> um, that's so cool we'll have exclusive footage of the wedding night available at DTS show on Twitter and Instagram I love that <laughs> what, live tweet yeah we're gonna live tweet your honeymoon evening that's not very channel Q but I'll allow it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heterosex is not something that we, re- we usually highlight on the station or on DTS, but uh, in this case, we'll make an exception. Thank you so much. It's such a wonderful way to start the show and to yeah. start—I mean—to start our Friday and to get into the weekend what with more time. candy cane, uh, candy corn goodies. Because I brought some home when we got that first package. Yeah, I took some home too. And and they kind of went faster than I thought. Like well, when we opened that package, I was like, "This is an unlimited amount of candy corn," and then it was gone pretty quickly. I really wanted more of that um, the candy corn fudge, and when I went home to the Bay Area, I should have went and gotten some for us. Yeah. But now but, uh, look what we have. But now my mouth is watering about this this um, pie mm. favorites candy corn. And uh, I've already promised her a guest spot list on for candy con- or corn con. Corn con. So. Oh, great. A guest okay. spot? She yeah. gets, she's getting a ticket. Yeah, oh, she's on, got, oh, yeah, yeah of course. On the guest list. Her yeah. and three friends can come to corn con. <laughs> three friends? Hold on, We're three friends. Tic- I mean, it's four tickets. All right. Well, how much are the tickets are going to be? Because oh. we got to upsell the crap out of this. Oh no! Yeah, absolutely. I we'll talk about that off air. Okay, great. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. lots to come. As Jarrett said, we're going to be coming some, uh, covering some of the impeachment hearing stuff that's been going on today. Jarrett has everything you need to know for that. We also will be giving you a new Thanksgiving song so because that's what we'll be doing for our twelve days of Thanksgiving. Lots to come on Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Candy corn and mole. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Mm, well, we have g- the sugar rush has begun. We're God, full I of candy corn M and M's. M and M's are so good. The M and M's are really good, and Emmy will say she likes them too. Yes, Emmy. Yeah, that they are so Emmy approved. Good. So if you do not like candy corn, I would suggest getting candy corn flavored M and M's. They are definitely worth I'm it. I'm going to try and buy them online some more. Yeah, I think I think it's worth the purchase. Add to cart immediately. All right. Oh, yes. Also, the apple and pumpkin pie. I'm kind of munching on that right now. And by kind of, I mean absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you're going to town. Oh, my God. Going to work. Uh, It's hard to have all this stuff around. But anyway, we have lots to do. We have so much to accomplish today on the show, so we cannot get behind. This is an impeachment update. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. (laughs) I mean, when I tell you, a Mm -hmm. wonderful piece of blow the whistle. Impeachment I, uh, production there. Mm-hmm. Well, I took your notes and I applied them, and that was the did you? that was the new version. <laughs> did, did you <laughs> no. take my notes? No, I did not. Okay. Um, so what's going today, on today? Because I know that ex ambassador Marie Yovanovitch is has been testifying. I have not. Uh, I've, I've been going over some of the nuts and bolts, but and I've also been reading Donald Trump's Twitter attacking her, Lord. which some people would say is obstruction. So what exactly is going on today? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, and the, even I'm just getting a message from a friend in the last four minutes. Girl, this impeachment hearing, woo! 
Um, uh, when I came into the studio to uh, do the crosstalk with John Duran from Sidebar, Jim Jordan, who... Jim Jordan was here? N- no, no, no. He was, he was starting his questioning, oh. and Jim Jordan... Oh, Jim Jordan. Okay. What a gem. There's so many things to talk about from this morning, but first things first, Maria Yovanovitch was the American ambassador to Ukraine. She... Um, has like 33 years of experience as a diplomat for us, has, you know, a stellar record, has won awards. A month and a half uh, prior to her ousting, she had been asked to extend until next year. She was very well liked in this job. And then all of a sudden she was ousted. I had no idea you could receive awards. She was was a very celebrated um, diplomat. Like she was very well liked um, and had been doing really good work in Ukraine. And in various other countries as well. I'm sorry, I still have candy corn. So um, she was she was fired during the impe- during the um, Trump administration. Yeah, she was fired this April. So she was one of the thousands of people who who've been fired. Yeah. Um, so she's one or turnover is very high. Yes. Uh, she was fired um, this spring. So one of the things that was most important about this is like the president can get rid of any person um, in this kind of role at his leisure. They, it's what we call you know serving at the pleasure of the president. However, Ugh, you gross. cannot just only you you can there are certain things that are legal to do but you can't do them for illegal reasons right like it is legal to for a uh, a congressperson to vote yes on any bill that they want but they can't do it because someone paid them ten thousand dollars to do that thing does that make sense yeah yeah that so, makes sense similarly you can get rid of an ambassador for any, any reason, reason or no reason right but it can't be for something that's wrong so he fired her, but he also like ran this whole smear campaign against her, saying how awful she was, that she was a terrible ambassador, and all this different stuff, and when, which was completely not necessary. Right. And when was this? Was this a couple years ago? No, no, no. This was in the last few months. Oh, okay. This happened earlier this year. I, so, I get confused with all of his smear campaigns. Yeah. So um, it was him and Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Rudy Giuliani and various different people um, writing that were smearing her, as opposed to just firing her, um, which was because she was a person who was very... Uh, very active in anti-corruption and like dismantling that. When she got the call saying that you need to come back to the United, United States, she was literally in the middle of a ceremony where they were celebrating um, a woman who had been killed doing anti-corruption work and then got a call later on that morning that at one o'clock in the morning, like come back to the United States on the next plane that flies here. Huh. So um, what's important about that is it establishes that like this, uh, this whole situation that has been developing with Ukraine did not only exist in July when this phone call happened between the Ukrainian president and Donald Trump. It was something that had been growing for for months that was like they were trying to they're trying to corrupt Ukraine in a way that Ukraine has just tried to get themselves out of being a really corrupt nation. Oh, so that's so weird because Jim Jordan was saying that the that the Ukraine is really corrupt well, and that Ukraine Donald has, Trump is trying to drain the swamp there. Yeah, Ukraine has always had, a, some people say they're one of the most corrupt countries in the world, but they had just had an election. They were trying to free themselves of corruption and Donald Trump is trying to corrupt this new president. So um, then Republicans also in this testimony, we talked about this yesterday as well, well, uh, they continue to ask this question about the whistleblower and saying, well, she's not even on this phone call. Why would why are we talking to her? She has nothing to do with this. But her name is literally in the transcript. Right. However, the whistleblower, the person they keep begging to bring out was not on the call. Right. If they want people from the call, it would be there. Donald Trump. Right. The people from the White House, the people from the State Department, bring in Mike Pompeo, you know, but they don't want to bring those people in. But they want to complain that the whistleblower is not there. I heard Claire McCaskill today, and uh, she she had some really great analysis, and she was saying, if someone called the police and said, you know, there's a shooting happening down the street. she I think she, the example she used was if there, that was, there was a fire. But if there was a shooting down the street, and I called it in and said, hey, there's a shooting going on down the street, the police would come and investigate the shooting, stop the shooting, apprehend the people, whatever, take them away and, and do an investigation on that. Uh-huh. They don't care about the person who made the phone call. Right. right. That is who the whistleblower is. The whistleblower is the person who said, hey, something's going on here. Not the person who is like the culprit. And it also doesn't even matter like it further you're right and it further doesn't matter who it is because so many people have already corroborated and said yeah no that totally happened so exactly. everything that the whistleblower is the saying the white house said right. these things were happening so it with doesn't the matter who the person is and it doesn't even matter what they've said because what they've said has already been confirmed and corroborated by all of these other players in exactly. it so what is what does it even get to reveal who that person is because it literally doesn't matter that this is one of those things where they would move the goalpost again because they know that they can't reveal this person's name but they can continue to harp on it Repo- 
Republicans really just don't have like a strong strategy on how to defend President Trump. Um, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a really interesting story that broke yesterday about Monique. Oh, and about Netflix. Yeah, she's suing Netflix, and I've got an opinion. We'll talk about that coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. More text messages coming through. I know you have a tweet to read, too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one of the most important things that actually happened today in the impeachment inquiry, and then we'll talk about Monique in this in this uh, this lawsuit. While Marie Ivanovic was uh, te- in testimony this morning, Donald Trump tweeted about her. And the tweet ended up becoming a part of the conversation in real time. Well, yeah, because... Which is kind of extraordinary to watch. Wasn't Adam Schiff saying stop obstructing? Well, he said that after the fact. So the tweet came in, and the the tweet is basically disparaging Marie Ivanovic and saying that she was not good at her job and, like, everything that she did, everywhere she went, went bad, and all kinds of... All of these different things. Adam Schiff gets the tweet... Don't do it. Okay. Um, so then, uh, so then, Adam Schiff then takes that tweet and then reads it aloud in the in the hearing, and then allows her to respond to it. And then Adam Schiff says, "This is witness tampering right. and intimidation. Yes. And that is illegal. Yes. And we take that very seriously here." And so, um, and. The ironic thing is witness tampering is one of the things that Roger Stone was found guilty of this morning. While this hearing was going on, Roger Stone, one of the uh, president's closest advisors and confidants and friends, um, was found guilty of lying to Congress, uh, of witness tampering and obstruction. And so those two things kind of... Those two things happening kind of in concert with one another were pretty extraordinary. Uh, so, so he's tampering while one of his cohorts is, is being literally being found guilty of tampering in, in that same moment. Yeah, so then now, kind of now what can be done about that? Is that they can I mean, they have another article of impeachment? They could. I mean, there's plenty of, of evidence that they could probably draw on to make one of the articles of impeachment something about obstruction and witness tampering and witness intimidation. So we will see. Um, but that story will continue to evolve i i'm reading online no i think it's done i'm reading <laughs> online that the end of testimony um since we've been on air got kind of explosive so i'll have to go back and kind of check into that and, and keep you posted but i'll give um, you a transcript ready something to that effect oh. um so also yesterday while we were on the air uh it broke that monique has filed a race and sex discrimination suit against netflix you might remember last year she kind of blew the doors open on a deal that a secret deal that they were trying to make with her right because normally deals are not public um and she's saying that they offered her half a million dollars for a netflix special but they have been offering so many other people tens of millions of dollars for their deals but hers was half a million and and she she has a good amount of brand recognition at this point yeah absolutely you know um she's an oscar-winning actress she's you know toured the world she's been in movies and all kinds of different things so she last year called for a boycott. The thing about this is, and within black community, we talk about this a good amount, or at least I have talked about it a good amount with a lot of people. Monique was not wrong in what she was saying. What they offered her was really ridiculous. Didn't the they offer she, her like a half a million dollars? Yes. Acted, uh, other actors and other comedians were being offered like tens multi-millions. Of, tens of millions of right. dollars, yeah. Um, she's not wrong in saying that they should have offered her more and they they come back saying that they have all these different metrics of how they do this and all this kind of stuff but like it's hard to nail down what that actually looks like because Netflix is pretty secretive about the way that they do their information about the way they handle their information well I know they've been secretive about their ratings too because they're like look at how many people watch this and it's like but how are we even knowing that that's accurate that's your secretive little system they don't well because they don't have to tell people how many streams how many times the show's been watched and all that kind of stuff um, the thing is, she then wanted people to boycott Netflix on her behalf and all this. And I thought, like, you don't have the social capital for that, sis. No shade. Well, it's but, hard to boycott Netflix. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> but she filed this lawsuit yesterday. I think, w- number one, Netflix does not want this to go to trial. Because if this goes to trial, then they have to expose their numbers of how they do things, of how they make their deals. Probably something where we'd be able to question um, uh, how many streams they get for different things and all that kind of stuff. But also they're going to have to expose how they run the inside of their business in ways that they never want to. I think Monique is either going to get a, a, a pretty significant settlement out of this, but she might want it to go to court. Yeah, I think because it's, could, but it's, le- it's less about the money and more about the principle of it. 
Yeah, I mean, she's already got a really bad reputation in Hollywood. It's not like it's going to hurt her anymore. Um, but, like, I would say that Monique... And, I mean, some of that is founded and some of that is not founded, right? Her her negative reputation um, has been, like, widely reported on. And, and, and because of the reporting on it, it continues to make her reputation worse. Um, but, like, she's a very talented actress. She's a fantastic stand-up comic. And, like, I really love her. I don't always agree with the way that she goes about doing things um, as far as uh, her public campaigns. But I do think that she's going to get money out of this. Well, yeah, and I and I whether her what her reputation is is kind of besides the point. A exactly. Bit in this, and I think that it's it's funny to see how this is progressing because when Netflix first came out, it was sort of like this: this is for the people, man. You know, we're never going to do ads, and they were kind of like this little company that was like, we're making things easier for you. And now I feel like they're becoming the man. Well, they are the, <laughs> they are the mainstream, right? Like yeah, all like of these now, other companies are streaming and, and getting into the streaming business and they are the model of how to do it. Yeah. And so as, as a result, I think they're starting to get a negative reputation of being like, you know, doing the same crap that all the big networks were doing. Well, they're going to have plenty of people talking about their race and inc- their diversity and inclusion. Um, how many, you know, people of color they have working there or don't. How many people of color are represented on their air. How many um, women? Their, yeah. How many? I mean, and like women is always an, an interesting diversity marker because white women are always the first people that companies turn to to be a, a diversity marker. But it's like that's still more white people. But like white women are always like, well, we hired women. Look at us. We're, we've got diversity. And it's like that's not the the whole of what diversity is. White women are always like the number one bastion for diversity. Whenever companies talk about they're they're really focusing on diversity, they start hiring white women. That does not. Bring in people of color that does not bring in you know differently able people or whatever it's always starts with white women so like we will see how this continues to to grow and change but i think monique is going to get some significant money out of this at the very least hope so yeah we'll see that's uh, we've got more coming up next drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Well, it seems as though we are helping somebody lose some weight, Jarrett. Well, Our at least show. to get a faster mile time. I, I, well, hey, that's a good thing. Uh, Ed O'Connor on Twitter just tweeted at us at DTS Show. If you're not following us already, please do. And said, thanks for the music. Walking with it has got me down to an 18-minute mile, started at 25 minutes. So uh, I know that the whole point of us here on Drop the Subject is talking, but Ed O'Connor appreciates the music. Oh, you know what? Thank you. I was taking that to Best mean part the of playlist, his day. but I don't think he means the playlist. No, I think he means the music on Channel Q. I'll go with that, too. All right, sure. <laughs> you think it's the Thanksgiving playlist? That's totally how I read it until you <laughs> said it just now. I was like, oh, you mean the music on the station. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, that's a great segue because we are going to get in our th- our, into our Thanksgiving playlist. We have been sharing. It is the 12 days of Thanksgiving here on Drop the Subject because there are a lot of great Christmas songs out there. Everyone knows. Okay. Every station that plays holiday music is already playing Christmas music. They skip right by the Thanksgiving music. So we are giving it the attention it deserves or maybe... In in some cases with these songs, it doesn't really deserve the attention. But <laughs> I'm excited for this song that we're about to share with you today. What are what does the playlist look like right now? So far, the playlist, uh, we've got four songs on it. Um, you know, my favorite song is the song from Tuesday. But Monday's song was Let's Turkey Trot from Little Eva. Tuesday was Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie from Jay and the Techniques, which we also learned is like was a, a big deal was on a the top radio back chart, in the day. Yeah, in 1967. Yeah. Uh, it's Thanksgiving from Nicole Westbrook, which, I mean, just really a gem in the in the history of music. Yeah, and they really took us through all the seasons and all the holidays, too. It was like, you know, this was New Year. Yep, it was awful. This so, was and Easter. Yesterday was uh, Graham Parker's Almost Thanksgiving Day. Today's song... Today's song is brought to you not necessarily by a band. Well, I don't know. They're called The Learning Station. Okay. This is a YouTube, uh, whatever, d- band. group. Yeah, yeah, band. And uh, they they do some kid-friendly songs. I thought we could bring a little, something that's family-friendly. Yesterday we changed it up on you guys and gave you a country music song. Today we're giving you a kid's bop. Yeah, this is a kid's bop. And this song is educational okay. as well as enjoyable. This we'll, is the we'll next. We'll be the judges of that. But okay. Go, what is it called? It's, it is called Five Little Turkeys. Five Little Turkeys. And uh, there's a very adorable little animation here on the top of the album from the Learning Station. This is Five Little Turkeys.
five little turkeys standing in a row. First little turkey said, I don't want to grow. Second little turkey said, why'd you say that? Third little turkey said, I want to get fat. Hey. Fourth little turkey said, Fifth little turkey said, yes, that's what I hear. Then the five little turkeys that were standing in a row. All said together, come on, let's go. Hit it. Because we're going to get murdered. Oh, what? Well, th- this is about turkeys. Think about oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess. These five these little turkeys got to get the F out of Dodge. These are not turkeys that are getting pardoned. <laughs> so, no, they're not. Yeah, sorry. Especially turkeys. the one that said, I want to get fat. Sorry about that one. Yeah, you don't want to do that, buddy. I um, love well, that we make turkeys out of, like, we glorify turkeys around Thanksgiving. Like, look how cute they are. And let's make a little, uh, you know. You know t- funny to me about that is, like, most people don't even enjoy turkey. No. Well, I you shared the list of other birds that we could all be eating. Yeah, I'm thinking I might get the Popeye's turkey because it's so good. But, like, generally, not a big turkey fan. Yeah. Maybe, like, ground turkey and, like, pasta and all that kind of stuff. But, like, generally speaking, don't really care for the turk. Well, it is rather flavorless. Yeah. And it's one of those things where even if you marinate it, yeah, you do have to do a lot of work to make it taste like anything. Well, I'm looking little, at you, turkey. Five Little Turkeys from the Learning Station has been added to the Drop the Subject Presents Thanksgiving Music Matters 2 playlist. Um, it's on our Twitter feed. I'm going to uh, update it on Twitter right now so you can find it if you are looking for it because I know people are really, really clamoring to get on this list. So um, mm. I want to make sure that you guys can check that out. Um, again, it's on Apple Music. Uh, we got a tweet yesterday asking about it being on Spotify. I will make sure to work on that over the weekend so that you can get the playlist. Oh, so you have to get a Spotify account now? Um, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> God, no. It's like, wow, uh, you're dedicated. No, no, but um, but I can still build a playlist, and I'll, I'll make sure to tweet it out. Great. Um, and let you guys know about that. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, lose it or lose it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... Lose it or lose it. Mics are coming on. It's now time for News It or Lose It. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. She's got three headlines and I've got three headlines because it's Friday. So, Allie, I am ready. You're ready? Yes. All right. Headline number one. Get paid to watch Hallmark movies. Christmas movies. Sorry. Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, and I got a confirmation from a Lifetime um, film executive <gasps> that they can come on and talk about Christmas movies. No way. That's happening. That's amazing. Yes. God, okay. this day keeps getting better. Better and better. Headline number two, kitten tests positive for rabies after biting three people. <laughs> oh. Lose it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Friendsgiving, a recent trend or a new tradition? Oh, I like that. Okay. Um, okay. Number one. I had one more, but... <sighs> I know we can only do three. Okay. It's okay, go ahead. Uh, Disney Plus warns users about outdated cultural depictions. Oh, I do want to talk about this. Yeah. I also think it's funny what people are tweeting that they're watching because there's someone's like, oh. uh, remember Meet the Deedles? And everyone's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that what you're watching? All right. Uh, Chrissy Teigen calls out Donald Trump Jr.'s suspiciously amazing book sales. Oh, God. He uh, had a book come out last week. He had a book come out? And it's on the New York Times bestsellers. She's like, mm. oh, did you close your eyes? Yeah, I closed my eyes while pressing the button. <laughs> and the word genius.com word of the day is ataraxy. A-T-A-R-A-X-Y. Ataraxy. Mm, I'm going like to lose it. it. It does, yeah. Or it sounds like something that you see when you're ambient. You, starts kicking in. You might have been almost right. Really? We'll never know. Oh, I will never know. There we go. I'm okay with that. We both got two headlines. Those are both coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Mics are coming on. Mics are coming on. Uh, welcome back to News It or Lose It. 
in the middle of Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. That's Allie. Allie has gotten two headlines. I got two headlines. You've got one about Hallmark Christmas movies. I told you we're going to have um, a Lifetime movie executive coming in talking about their Christmas movies. Uh, that's going to happen soon. It's a Christmas miracle. It is. I'm so excited. <laughs> that's going to be great. Hopefully we can do that next week. Or I guess maybe leading Let's up to... Let's do after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe leading into Christmas, yeah. Okay, so there's a company. This is News It or Lose It story number one about how you can get paid to watch Hallmark Christmas movies. CenturyLink. That's a company that is running this promotion and they're basically offering somebody a thousand dollars to watch 24 hallmark christmas movies in 12 days oh which is really not that many i mean you watch two two a day day and you'll kind of be there and And how uh, much are they getting paid a thousand dollars oh that's like being a a a television critic like sometimes you have to watch this stuff really fast you know what a job i would love food critic oh yeah but you'd also have to be a gym critic because (laughs) Yeah, because yeah, I would be... A I'd, treadmill critic. Oh my gosh, I'd be losing my mind. Uh, yeah, I'd have to do separate reports and blog about my spare tire getting larger by the minute. Yeah. Okay, so it says, I'm actually on the application page. Okay. So it says, tis the season to get paid to watch Christmas movies. Very exciting. It says, put on... Very creatively worded, but not... Okay. Everyone, you know, that's what's great about the holiday season is that everybody tries to... Get really make make punny. work these yeah but they don't really they're not really that great at it yeah. my particular favorite is when they literally parody Christmas songs that make no sense to try to apply it to like a phone company or oh, something yeah. they're like, like six gives up storage and you're like what what are you doing <laughs> just stop <laughs> all right it says put Five on external hard yeah. drive LTE Put on your best pair of fuzzy socks that says crank up the fire and binge on Hallmark's cheesiest Christmas movies. If you think you have the chops to make it through a winter love story without crying, can you predict if the female protagonist will end up with her boyfriend slash fiance slash soulmate in Barry and Bright? Well, about our friend that called in the other day and was like, they all have the same plot. I don't know why they're doing this. That's kind of what I don't understand. It says the 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 perfect candidate has the following: if you uh, you must love Christmas, duh. You must be over eighteen and be a U.S. resident. You know if you know how to work. Oh God, the gram. Oh, who? How old do you think is the person who wrote this? Got to be over thirty-five. The Twitters? No, I didn't. They didn't say the that. The Twitter machine. The Twitter machine or Facebook? We want someone who's willing to document their Hallmark marathon with their followers. They're going to hire an influencer for this. Yeah. And then it says, we want you to have opinions. Lots well, it's going to cost more than $1,000 if they do that. That's true. Yeah. It'll be like, okay, yeah, um, Shannon hey Beverage. Hey, guys. Welcome to my channel. <laughs> hey, guys. It's like, hey, I'm the perfect candidate, and I require $25,000 I mean, per day. Yeah. We want you to have opinions. Lots of them. Think the grumpy grandpa turned jolly Santa was a little overdone. Felt like the plot was a bit half-baked. Be honest, as honest as possible in your review. I okay sure I mean for a thousand bucks I guess if you're this is great for someone who like doesn't have to go to work like if you're either unemployed or you're a a mom like at at home with your kids or a dad at home with your kids or you're retired or you're like on a hiatus or something this is a great situation for that but also how do they know you're really following through can't you just tweet about a Christmas movie how do they know you're actually watching them I don't think they know I don't think they know it's a thousand dollars they don't care (laughs) If they, I love if they, how you think it's such a crap offer. For well, no, I mean, coming from this massive company, like we're giving away a thousand dollars. They're like some social media guru person for them yeah. came up with this, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll give a thousand dollars." Now, this many fine. more people know about CenturyLink.com. Exactly. Yeah. All right, more news it or lose it on the way. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are in the middle of News It or Lose It. And Allie, I told you, we actually talked about this earlier in the week uh, about Pocahontas. I told you I was watching Pocahontas sitting in a in an airport, like, waiting to get on a plane. Oh, I didn't know you were watching it at the airport. <clears throat> I was in an airport. That changes everything. Well, this was like last year. I started watching Pocahontas because someone had mentioned it. And... I um I realized like this movie is problematic as hell. Yeah. And they're like talking about how we have to tame the savages and all this and it was just like excuse me right. it was really bad well apparently Disney is very aware of how some of these movies have not aged very well the headline comes from the Hollywood Reporter and it says Disney Plus warns users about outdated cultural depictions in titles it says at the bottom of the description for Disney's 1940 classic animation Fantasia on the studio's newly minted Disney Plus service there's a line that is garnering attention from viewers it says quote 
This program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this con- this disclaimer is going to be on a bu- is already on a bunch of their um, different classic animated titles from Dumbo in 1941. Yeah, Dumbo. I was going to say Dumbo. The Jungle Book in 1967. Peter Pan, which came out from in 53. Lady and the Tramp uh, came out in 1955, Lady as well the as Tramp. other that? things like The Swiss Family Robinson and Davy Crockett. They- I wonder what is. I'm just trying to think back on some of the movies, and I'm like, I okay, I, I, I like Dumbo always comes to mind. First for of me. all, I imagine there are no people of color in any of these movies, um, and if they are, they're probably in service. Positions. Well, I think of those crows in Dumbo. I don't even remember Dumbo to be honest with you. I just remember the ears because I had big. Ears Have as you a seen kid. those? Cr- those Dumbo. crows are that stuff's very racist. Yeah, but probably, I, yeah. Um, so they say um, the, the studio's massive library that dates back over eight decades, and the verbiage serves as a caution against some racist and culturally insensitive depictions and references in Disney's older offerings. Hmm. So this will be interesting to see how how people are responding as they start to. Pick up on some of this old stuff that um, that would not be okay today. Yeah, well, I wonder if they have some of those really, really old depictions of like Mickey Mouse. You know, those really old c- c- cartoons that are just in- so incredibly racist. Yeah, and it's like, sure. why? Like that, but they did, weren't like addressing it for a while. Yeah, and now, so it's nice. I guess that you kind of have to address it if you're going to actually put those movies on. Well, Chrissy Teigen <laughs> is calling out Donald Trump Jr. Suspiciously amazing book sales. I told you last week he was on the View, and that was a big part of why he was there to promote his book. Um, and his book is on the New York Times bestseller list. Now, I want to caution before we before I go into the details of this. Like, you don't have to sell like a billion books to get on the New York Times bestseller list. If you're if you sell tens of thousands of books in a week, you get onto that list. However, um, he tweeted out that he was on the list, and um, Chrissy Teigen thought. Uh, she had a question. It says after the publication of Trigger on triggered his book on November fifth, Trump Jr.'s nonfiction tirade against the left uh, has shot to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. However, if you look at this, uh, there's a little asterisk that's next to the book title um, on the list. It's Chrissy Teigen asked, "What is that?" And the little dagger uh, they say, like none of the other books on the list that are currently there have, a, have, have this little, asterisk. this uh-huh. little. Um, it's like a little cross or a dagger. Um, it says a dagger indicates that some retailers report receiving bulk orders, and it's like, hmm. What does that mean? So uh, maybe he's buying them? Well, it says big orders from eager book clubs, perhaps. Maybe keen fans purchasing multiple copies for friends and family. Chrissy Teigen says, er, der, please send 5,000 books to DJ T- T- DTJR Books at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Basement. Right. Um, so the question is like, what exactly does that mean? And according to the New York Times, they say sales are defined as completed transactions by vendors and individual end users during... Um, during the period on or after the official publication date of a title. So but it you, goes on to have way more explanation um, about like selling bulk purchases of the book, which it seems like there were some of those. Well, yeah, I mean, so you're basically saying that if you can, if you write a book and then buy all the copies, you're on a New York's, you're, you're on the New York Times bestseller list. I mean, it's kind of like when, um, when musicians like release an album, but they release it with album tickets or something like you could, you get an album with the ticket and then all of a sudden like they're number one on the list. It's huh. kind of that similar thing is yeah. what it sounds like. You're here. just kind of finally finding a loophole to be like, everyone's reading my book when yeah. everyone's not really reading your book. The Mashable article also says at the time of writing, Triggered is the only book in the top 15 hardcover nonfiction list that appears with that symbol beside it. Oh, wow. Daggers and shade. All right, Friendsgiving. Is that something? Because I know that you do Friendsgiving, don't you? I love you? Friendsgiving. Yeah, no, I do too. And uh, this is actually an article written by, uh, this is a guy by the name of Dr. William Baker. And he's a columnist for the Middlesbrough Daily News. Just a small publication. And he's about, he looks like to be in about his 80s. But he writes this opinion piece about Friendsgiving and how he's been hearing about it more. And it's something that, it's so funny, He's like, I don't know if it came from Friends and everyone decided to start doing Friendsgiving because of that. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. So anyway, he the point of the article is figuring out whether Friendsgiving is just a trend or whether it's actually turning into a tradition because there are a lot of people that I know that now do it every single year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've been doing it every single year or when you do it, if you do it the weekend before Thanksgiving, if you do it the night before Thanksgiving. I know that the night before Thanksgiving can sometimes be a little bit of a reunion for people. Like if there are... Random fact, that's like one of the biggest nights for pizza sales. 
yeah. the night before Thanksgiving because everyone's like ordering pizza because they don't want to cook anything else. I I've gone to the Friendsgivings like the day before, the day of, and then I often I'm and I'm gonna probably do that again this year. Um, I will do a party either the Friday or Saturday, like a leftovers party because I'll always have like a bunch of food. Oh, that's and, like, a good idea, yeah. leftovers party. Which the running joke with my friends has become like these are your leftovers because I I cook a whole thing even if I don't have a party because I want all the food, and so yeah. they're like. These are your leftovers? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a full spread, but get your life. Turn up. Yeah. I mean, so Thanksgiving's not just going to be about families anymore. It's going to be about friends giving. So I'm sure there's going to be dogs givings. It's going to get crazy now. Not not sure about the dogs giving. Maybe, you never know. Maybe not. But It's going to be a tofurkey will, leg. It's going to get crazy. Oh, that's gross. I would say that my some of my favorite Thanksgiving memories have been from Friendsgivings. I'm like meeting new people and going to like a person's house who I didn't know with other friends and like doing that kind of friends. Well, yeah, especially because you're visiting, usually a lot of times you're visiting family and you're in your hometown. Yeah, yeah. So you also like the night before we'll visit with some of our friends and mm-hmm. I, it's not like a formal th- Friendsgiving, but we all go out. Oh, so see, it's sort of like like high school friends or college friends or people from your hometown. Friendsgiving for me is always about being out of town where it's like, like living in a big city. There's often yeah. people who aren't from here. No, for sure. And wanting them to come over. So like I, if in an ideal world, I do Friendsgiving with friends and then Christmas with family, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work We can out. do enemies giving. Wow, that sounds like an awful time. <laughs> Just a bunch of silence. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, this is exciting now because all week long we've been sharing our favorite things. I know Oprah does her favorite things every year, but we are starting our own tradition here on Drop the Subject. We've been sharing some of our favorite things lists throughout the week. And now, uh, Jarrett, I'm very excited, are you? Because we have somebody on the phone who wants to share a favorite list of their own. I love that that we have someone calling in with their favorite things. Yes. Uh, What's your name, sir? Uh, My name is Ken. Hey, Ken. How's it going? Uh, very well, thanks. So tell us, what are your favorite things? Yeah. Well, I have a list of some things that are uh, what you might call spiritual and other things that are regular things. Mm, you're right, speaking so, my language. All right, we got a couple minutes. What you got? Okay, I got uh, the first one that I have is I like to remember um, several things that I'm grateful for every morning in my shower. I love that. Hey, you know, shower time is a great time to just, you know, Think and, and introspectively you best reflect on your life. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What, you, what else you got, Ken? Um, well, uh, there's a certain look in my dog's eyes that tells me he loves me unconditionally. I love that. That's <laughs> so sweet. You know, I'm not a big pets person, but that's really sweet. <laughs> Jarrett's being very fake right now. He hates dogs. No, I love... I hate you so thoroughly. <laughs> Are you drunk over there? Damn you. What's what, what else, Ken? Okay, and like you, Allie, I enjoy it when uh, a homophobe is outed, but I further enjoy it when his wife dumps him. Ah, that's always a good one when it results in a messy divorce. Just delicious. There's nothing quite like that. No prenup. Oh, yeah. Losing everything. Absolutely. And then goes and gets a younger man. And then he can't find a gay guy. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, we really went down down the rabbit hole. All right, what else? Sorry. Okay. Um, I enjoy the first rose of spring on my rose bush. Gay. Nice. <laughs> that is kind of gay, but yeah, I love it. Gay. A little gay. <laughs> and I enjoy biting into a fresh peach and feeling the juice run down my chin. Oh, even Ooh. gayer. Great. <laughs> L- a little messy, but okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I immediately want a napkin right now, but it's fine. <laughs> now, here's a real thing that's not spiritual. Um... I have a uh, favorite app on uh, Android apps called Real Jigsaw. It's called Real Jigsaw that I love, and it allows you to upload your own pictures and create a jigsaw puzzle that ranges anywhere from nine pieces of the jigsaw to up to 1,296 pieces. Wow, that's really cool. You can play that on your tablet. 
That is really fun. I'm glad that there's a digital version of that because one of the best Christmas gifts I ever received was from a friend of ours who uh, printed out a big picture of me, of, of my, my wife and I and her. We were, it was like, you know, birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she got it made into a puzzle, like a physical puzzle that she sent to us. Cool. And we got to put the puzzle together. That. And it was really awesome. That's it made pretty, me. Yeah. It was a picture of you guys? It was, yeah, it was a picture of all of us. And you can make any picture into an actual physical puzzle and send it to somebody. Cool. That was definitely one of the better gifts I received. Ken, give us one more. What else yeah. you got? And that, oh, that was called Real Jigsaw. I don't know if that's on Apple um, or not, but it is on Android. Okay, anyway, you know, one more great. The one another Android one. listener we have. <laughs> that I know, right. Trump yeah, supporter one. Dave will love that. Are you ready? <laughs> what else? Another one is I have um, two bottles of wine. Uh, I'm sorry, champagne in my fridge. One of them is waiting for the day that Trump is impeached. Yes. And another one is waiting for the day that he leaves office. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and hopefully we can drink them both on the same day. Yeah, that's and true. Be exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. great. Having, you know, th- having a favorite thing of saving wine for a, s- a very, very special occasion. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. great feeling. We're like, it's of, time to open it. I have a bottle of champagne that's been sitting in my cabinet for years now. I'm like, just open it already. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? But like the day sh- that that something like that would happen, like, yeah, we could definitely pop champagne. Will you bring it in? Uh, you know what? Yes. Yes. Because I'm a lightweight. I just, I don't, it doesn't take much to get me feeling a little bit of a buzz. Well, actually, now that makes me just want to make you drink the entire bottle of champagne. I'm sure by yourself. it does. And I actually almost would commit to that, but it's a little too possible. So no. Uh, can <laughs> Ken, we really thank appreciate you. you giving us a call? Well, I appreciate you letting me do that. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for calling. We'll take a quick break, though. When we come back, more drop the subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ooh, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but Allie's not ready for the happy All right, day. you know what? Oh. Why don't you just read your damn tweet? <laughs> I just want to let you guys know we uh, we are always reading our tweets, and I just got a tweet from Chris Contreras. Um, who's affirming Apple, saying, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Apple has 87% of the market sharing share of the mobile operating system. That's not what system. it says. <laughs> it's not what it says. He says Android has 87%. 87% of the market share of mobile operating systems, and Apple has 13 It's funny because that really makes me feel elite. It's funny because we still... We'll crap on Android all... Uh, exactly, because if you have an Android, whenever I meet like someone online or they give me their number in person or whatever, I'm like, oh, I texted you and it's green. This isn't going to work. I'm sorry. I just, I love you, but I'll never be able to airdrop with you, so it's not going to work. And clearly, you're not a good person. I just love how defensive so many Android u- users get. They get so mad. They get so mad. But it's my, my it goes back to my, my dad, too, because my dad was always a PC guy. That was his job, was mm. he was a computer programmer and it was all about PCs. And then so, your mom started working at Apple. And PC, yeah. And then PC people, they will always be the ones that are like, it's a better machine. It's the hardware we're in. You're it's like, you're probably right, but we're all suckers. All right. Speaking of suckers, you've got gayest news headlines of the week. That could be one that of them. This is gayest news headlines. Thank yeah. Wow. Okay. Very good. This is the point of the show where we share some nominees for Gayest News Headline of the Week. Of course, we have to read the news every week, and sometimes some of these headlines sound pretty gay. So these are the four finalists. You get to vote on Sunday. I post them on Instagram Story every Sunday for your voting pleasure, and we announce the winner every Monday. Here are the nominees. Headline number one, the analyst who sniffed out Buffett believes someone big is buying Netflix. Headline number two, 60 years later, and these men are still riding. Okay. Headline number three, Kat Von D's new vegan shoe line is made from apples. Oh, God. <laughs> and then finally, headline number four, the new book Fairy by Terry Windling is really turning heads. I mean, the name Fairy, like, what else do you want? And I will even say, I know that that sounds gay gay guy because it's fairy but it's spelled f-a-e-r-y and there's a whole lesbian fairy community that lesbian you know fairies? nothing yes is that I mean, related to your goddess moon circle stuff no i think it's adjacent i think it's adjacent but i think it's also important to point out that the woman who wrote this book's name is terry oh. <laughs> i just saw what you did there terry wrote a book about fairies terry Terry, what I love about you is that you're a writer and you really are passionate about your words. I can really see you're taking me into a world of fantastical fairydom. And I can see the centaurs 
right the there. Way, the way you transport us through a portal of your mind. The way I'm walking through that portal right into your arms. It just speaks to my heart. It speaks to my vagina. Okay, I can't say that. <laughs> now, happy endings. <laughs> this is the point in the show where we take something that may have been a little sad times, turn it around, make it positive, give you something good to take into the rest of your weekend. I know you still need some time, so uh, we'll let Justin get started here. Because mm-hmm. I'm still writing. Justin's still writing his, too. Well, these shows, oh, they creep up on you, you know? We only got half the time on I will, Fridays. I will start, um, <clears throat> and then I will, uh, and I'll let Justin, Justin's having, Justin's microphone has some some issues right now. So, um, I'll start off, because I'm prepared, and mine actually has a period on the end of it. Um, <laughs> and not an ellipsis. Uh. We may be stuck in impeachment hearings for the next few weeks, but look at the bright side. At least we get to play this almost every day. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. You made me your happy ending. Yeah, I had to fake it. But Thank- oh. I- <laughs> it's actually no. a very funny piece of sound um, that we will be getting to play two or three times a week at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right, There's I do. Ha- some crazy impeachment stuff. stuff. What hey. you guys don't know is that's Allie's voice. Why are you out me constantly? No, because people need it's to know that theater you're... of the mind. No, there, Jared. people need to know that you're a talented voice <laughs> artist. Okay, we don't have to talk about what you were working on earlier today. <laughs> we can't talk we about can't. it. But I, I will just say that, that she's. She's she's got talent. Mm-hmm. She's I got can talent. make animal sounds. Okay, that was one of the auditions I had to do today. It's. <laughs> I do have a happy wait, wait, ending. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a version of what you have to do. Okay. Allie Johnson. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> All right. Here's my happy ending. I do have one. Okay. Netflix may have its problems. You know, it has diversity problems, it has viewership problems sometimes. But you know, people will always watch it. And the bright side for them is that in a way. They've got 99 problems, but a click ain't one. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I don't know. That's the best I could come up with on short notice. Yeah, no. I mean, you, you didn't know we were doing happy endings. I did. <laughs> How would you have known that? You are a jerk. You are not one to talk. Listen. That's true. You I, cannot shame our happy endings. I have to shame your happy endings on a day when I had a good one. All right. I want you, right? I want you next week to bring in your three best happy endings that you've had thus far on the show. Do you know how much research that's going to take? <laughs> <laughs> and they can't start with it's Donald. It's going to be a deep dive. They can't start with Donald Trump may still be president or no. end with, but Ryan Reynolds could still get nope. it. Okay. So we're done, basically. I was going to uh, say, Speaking right. of being uh, done, we are out of time. So quickly, sure, Donald Trump Jr. may have had to buy bulk orders of his own book to get onto the New York Times bestseller list, but at least his friends and family will be getting some great Kindle to burn for the holidays. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. Oh, thank you so much. It's a book. Thank you. What, a whole box. Oh, this is your book. That's so... Uh, wow, honey. Can you just toss this right in the fire there? Do you want me to sign it? No. It blazes up so nicely. That's so nice. Oh, because mm. it's not recyclable. They can they can uh, cuddle up next to the fire and they're quid pro quosies? Yeah, they're quid pro quosies. <laughs> well, we will see you Monday for our brand new week of shows. And we've got the Monday Munch Report. Of course, you have all kinds of Thanksgiving food-related stuff to, lo- to uh, look forward to and lots more. And we are working on next week our list of our least favorite things. Yes, I think we've done favorite long. things for long enough. Okay, it's been five whole days. So let's talk about things we hate now. Coming up next, DJ Alex D is in the mix. You're not going to miss that. Then Sheer and Ryan are going to be here for Let's Go there at 4 o'clock. We'll see you next week. On the the next, drop the subject. All week long, we've been sharing our lists of our favorite things leading up to the holidays. But now we're switching gears. It's time to talk about our least favorite things. Oprah has never done that. Things like... Android users. People who tell me to smile more. People who lack manners. Hacky radio bits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. (laughs) Wait. Wait. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific. 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.